0: Michigan criminal defense attorney Bill Amadeo is standing by in cell block S. The jail visit starts now on Shiawassee Radio, live from the Cofield Oil and Propane Studios. The following is a paid presentation. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the staff and management of Shiawassee Radio. Well, now, who are the people in your neighborhood, in your neighborhood... In your neighborhood. Say who are the people in your neighborhood? The people that you meet each day.
1: Alright, I am Bill Amadeo from Commandus Amadeo And and Associates. And the Shiawasi Sex. Sex. And tonight we're gonna discuss people you may know on Facebook. One of those days, man, hasn't it? Jesus. You know you know what I hate? I hate when a lawyer contacts me and says, I got a referral for you and I know you're busy. Will you please call this guy after hours? So you call him after hours. You don't want to, but you do it. You go through the motions. Get ready, he wants to come and make an the point he doesn't show up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell was that? Were you, like, kicking the tires? I mean, God. Don't need the case. Don't waste my goddamn time, please. That sucked. And then today, I get his offer on this case. Let me tell you something. Gosh. I mean, that is like, that offer was the equivalent of, would you like a root canal in your ear? Please. Don't, people, don't waste my time. I and... Exhaustion kicks in. I'll tell you one more funny story. We'll get into people you may know. because I gotta tell you? There's a list here, and we have to change names mm-hmm. to protect civil litigation. Mm-hmm. Cause shockingly, most of the people on this list, the losers, <laughs> they would love to sue. Yeah. Be a good day for them, right? Get yeah. finally get that Arby's that their eyes on. Oh my god, dude! I got. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It, it's been a day. I was had a case today and got this deal done and the clerk calls me and they say hey can you get to this county in an hour are you available so I start juggling stuff right and the weird part was I wanted to say to the clerk because the clerk she says to me I know you're a brilliant lawyer you're in demand but and it's a short notice could you do it and I wanted to say to her, if I could figure out the GPS in a new car, yes, but then she would've lost all the affinity for me. People don't get it. I'm really good at only a few things, so I try to keep those things there. Law, writing, sports, everything else, I try to circum that stuff back, right? That's like a mad genius. Anyway, let me stop before the fans out there that like me start realizing how crazy I am. All right, thank you for listening. People you know, this should be called people you've been trying to avoid since high school. Holy shit. My God, this list, this list right here is just crazy. I went through people you know, and I've been told that people you know are people who are stalking your profile. Holy shit. It makes sense. So what we're going to do to protect ourselves from civil litigation, that's sort of football flip right there. I'm gonna go through each of these people that are on the list and tell a brief tidbit about them and make a comment. And it's potential because I've been working all day that some sarcasm may come out. Is that okay with you, live audience? Anything's fine. All right, live audience gave me the green light. That's all I need, man. I got the green light. I got this new car, right? This new caddy. And I do not know how to work all the new things. It's frustrating. And that was the concern about going to that court (laughs) today. Number one of the people you may know. Mike, you're right. Mike said, be careful about having a list. You're going to get red flagged. This list was presented by Facebook. The first person I may know is a guy I went to grammar school and high school with. We played baseball together. He used to say, hey poison, like making fun of Italians. I would then offer to fight him. And then he would say, oh, it's just a joke. This guy was a complete douchebag and he was a pretty boy back then. Like all the girls liked him. And he was a great athlete and this and that. I saw him under people you may know. And of course, because I kept seeing him under people you may know, you had to go check out the pictures, right? Oh my God. Dude, Mr. Number One, the people you may know, those tattoos are not going to cover how unattractive you have become. It is a really sad situation. And I looked you up, your incomes. I'm sad to say this. I kept seeing this asshole and I was party wants to reach out to him and say, hey, here's some Google links. But no, I'm better than that. And when I saw what his income was and what he looked like today, I felt like, you know, I'll get through today, it's fine. Because this douchebag other people you may know, he's a nobody. That was number one. Number two, a serious girlfriend from law school. <laughs> All right, this particularly young woman she left me for somebody who was 30 years older than me. He had a lot of money. I was a poor little student. She ended up with this guy. And here's what they do. The these girls that um in their 40s trying to still be 15. Let's just say their name is Michelle Smith. They'll go by the name Michelle Tina. They'll put their middle name out there. No offense, Lorianne. Okay. But, but I mean that's okay, we know who you are. You're stalking my profile and sending drunk DMs at two o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, and you don't get it. Like, okay. So she keeps calling her people you may know. And this is crazy. Like she will DM at two o'clock in the morning after like the second bottle of Zinfandel's kicked in. And she's like, oh, I, I don't know why you're talking to me. I don't get it, it was law school, get over it. Yo, you tm'd me. I never sent you a friend request. And I know you're stalking my profile. I will say this though. Even though the guy's 30 years older than her, they got a couple new kids and he was a very successful lawyer. Clearly he did um, invest in little blue pills. (laughs) (laughs) Hey Kelsey Kells, what's up? So to the acts that is stalking me on Facebook at two o'clock in the morning, wondering why I'm talking to you when you're trying to talk to me. Hey, things look great. Keep up the good work. Number three, a guy I went to high school with. I never understood this particular guy. His family had money, he was from Moragate. And he always got really pretty girls in high school. I guess when his family had money because this guy, it looked like somebody took a frying pan and just smashed his face, right? This is not an attractive guy. And the worst part about him is like, he keeps changing his profile picture because he keeps every day under people you may know, he keeps coming up and he keeps taking these very unattractive selfies and it's like he's showing the forehead like hard. And you can tell, like, like, he's really flexing it. He's selling insurance today. I guess those AP classes didn't really pan out the way we thought. Number four, under people you may know, is an asshole from grammar school. I got in a fight with this kid in eighth grade. And to this day, he tells people how he won the fight. And believe it or not telling people you beat up bill amadeo at 14 has really helped him with women okay firstly, you didn't really win the fight secondly um he is a big deal in south jersey he puts it on his facebook headlines how do i notice let me be clear guys i do not stalk these people they keep coming up with the people you may know and you know what your favorite part about this guy is like and this is for the kids at home. Be careful if you're stalking someone's profile. If they're not your friend, do not go through their pictures and start liking shit at four o'clock in the morning. Like, oh. And then they try to unlike it. <laughs> it's like, huh. Mike so and so liked my photo at the Adam Sandler concert. That's weird. I haven't talked to him since nineteen ninety. Yeah, that's yes, weird kid. Number five. (laughs) All right, this is not her ex-girlfriend. This one stole my identity. She posts these pictures of her and her family now constantly and like will send messages on Facebook. And then when you go to look at the message, like it disappeared, like she keeps a new profile. Like this woman must do this like 10 times a day. <sighs> my best advice to young kids out there is if you ever decide to buy a car from your ex-girlfriend, don't believe her when she says, just give her the money and she'll make the payments. Work. I learned that when my car got repoed in 2013. Shockingly, this woman number five of our hit parade <laughs> pocketed the money. You look great, hon. <laughs> so Number six is a close friend from Lowell School who was later a Lowell School roommate and then came a real mate in the real world. This is somebody who Norman Fell, who by the oh, way is on our list later. Norman Fell has stole the profile. Norman Phelps said this person was going to be an amazing lawyer, and you will never be what this person is. Well, let me tell you, (laughs) Norm, your drafting ability is on par with Matt Millen's. Somebody will get that joke. Number seven, an assistant attorney general. This individual is as attractive as they are brilliant. This is one of these people who, you know, you can't stand them. And you're very open. One of my last emails is personal. I really don't like you. Stop contacting me. And they are stalking my profile on a regular basis. And what they do in a very weird way is they will make comments on my lives under different names but then you know how they found out? how you find out it's really them? they change your name back and they forget to untake the comment off tax dollars at work guys (laughs) number 8 on our hit list this is a very nice prosecutor I know this person is an excellent prosecutor and I kept seeing a covered people you may know, so I sent them a friend request. I said, hey, good to see you on Facebook, and they ran away. Wow. So it's somebody who wants to look at your profile but not be your Facebook friend, and we'll, it's okay. Number nine, undercover Michigan State Police Officer. I wonder what that's about. Let me help you with this one, guys. And I respect the MSP, right? But if you send a picture of a woman in a bikini and under what you do for a living, it says Michigan State Police <laughs> Officer, you might not be good undercover. And by the way, this would never work for me. I'm so paranoid at my career. If I'm on ESPN and I see a woman in a sweater, I get the hell away from the page. So MSPs are gonna trap me in anything. But this is the um, MSP one. Number 10, the former client. This one gives bad reviews, right? It's one of the few bad reviews. This person wrote once on a review, I was facing 150 years in prison and because of Bill Amadeo, I got probation. One star.
0: Is that a joke? We posted
1: it! And I said to him, dude, you got probation! There was confessions! He's like, yeah, but because of you, I had to test two times a week. Oh, God. Number 11. The student who tutored with you in law school stiffed you on money they owed you for tutoring and then asked you for a letter of recommendation for a job. Yeah, that's good. You see this person come on your profile, and it's like, huh, I know that guy. And they send you a DM and a friend request, and you're looking kind of sus, right? It's like, hey, we were so connected in law school, and um, you helped me so much, and now I'm applying for a job in Michigan. May you help me out? Certainly. Don't you owe me, like, 400 bucks or something from, like, your third term of law school? I just... I just walked away. Number 12. The college hookup. (laughs) I told you I'd get better looking... 13. The girl that dissed you in high school. <sighs> Whew, thank you. <laughs> Number 14. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay, this is my favorite one. We all know this person. The person you were friends with on Facebook who deleted you and then sends you angry DMs. Why did you delete me? <laughs> like what? Yeah, that- you deleted me what the hell that's some weird shit right i I don't get it either you know it's like that person like your ex they text you by accident oh i didn't mean to do that the accidental text on purpose number 15. the cps client who there's a rule in law right if there's a hundred thousand dollar client they send a check there's a $2,000 client. They want to do an extensive interview. Right. This is the person that's studying your Facebook posts. Now, if you're going to hire, not hire because of my Facebook posts, woo, man. <laughs> go check out the results, please. In fact, the Facebook posts may not help the business. No. Actually, it may in certain situations, but you know what I mean. Yeah. All right. This is number 16. This is from the Lenawey cases. The HHS prosecution will appreciate this one. The Lenaway lawyer that hates my guts. This guy's a douchebag, right? And he will, what he'll do is he will stalk the profile because I'll get a number one or 200 people you may know, then I'll make a post. And he'll like post something immediately after, which is contradiction. You know, I think Trump's getting railroaded, he'll post. Trump deserves to get prosecuted, like, what? Where'd you go with that one, sir? (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. (laughs) Number 17, the prosecutor who got fired looking for private work sent you that private message. I always appreciated your efforts in court. Do you have any overflow cases? (laughs) All right, number 18. Norman Fell, my first-term professor. Norman Fell once told me that Joe Andrews was going to be a star and I should go back to New Jersey and bartend. Norm, Google me, bud. Number 19, Norman Fell's best friend. What? <laughs> I imagine they're like on the drunker, right? <laughs> Let's see Amadeo's Facebook profile. We'll make fun of him.
0: Wow. All right. Yeah.
1: Number 20. The guy who married one of my exes. Dude, don't do it to yourself, man. Just walk away. Alright, listen. <laughs> I hope you can a hat. Sorry. I'm sorry, uh, oh, I'm sorry man. My... my guys, listen, my confidence is high. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't be humble in this situation. I do think I'm better than anybody under people you may know. They're the people that you meet each day. contacted me the other day about a case I don't want to talk about. And they said, how do you feel about this case? And I said to them, it's not easy being part of Shiawassee 6. This wasn't the Shiawassee case. And we really confused the hell out of them, so. <laughs> anyway, been a long day, hasn't it? Yeah, worse than... I said who I was. I said what firms I work with. And I'm shamelessly plugging our firm at the hoodie that <laughs> we got all that under control. The live audience is going to do what they can, not to chime in here, because we don't know what what about jail visits going wrong? And I, since 2017, I've been known to do a jail visit or two. I partake. Um, Yeah, so anyway, tonight, what we're going to discuss is different jails and experience I had in each jail. And we have to make sure not to expose confidentiality, which we won't do but there's been some fascinating stories and what we'll do is we'll take it from the particular jail we're in Then i'll t- share some of the stories from that jail let's start Washington. It's the home jail right and i gotta tell you something someone at Washington, man that's like the five star of jails because i had been working in livingston and jackson and wayne county and back there it, we'll get to those places later but it was a different atmosphere before COVID you got your cardio in when you went to Washington She had to walk like a half mile down subway. yeah right and then you see these inmates walking around and at first you're like whoa they're free. and then you, you start talking to them hey Tommy what's going on they're out there doing their chores there was no concern and um Matt often came with me to the Washtenol Jails. It's interesting, because Matt don't go to court, oh. but he will come to jails. And we noticed the basketball courts in the Washtenol Jails were very nice. They are talking about having their Dungeon and Dragon tournaments on Sunday. And it really, I gotta tell you, washington it's one of the more lucrative counties. But you compare the Washington Jail to the Oakland Jail, we'll get to that later. The yeah, exactly. Washtenol is the five star of correctional facilities. Well, i've had a few bad encounters there one client was screaming at me one day about the macaroni and cheese he called me right he called the firm he's like hey it's the emergency i need amadeo here now this is ridiculous so i get there it's after hours and chilling out and i'm talking so, okay what's going on the macaroni and cheese is not cheesy and the pudding is water watery like, bro, it's eight o'clock at night. I've been working like since six. And you're calling me about the food. You don't care about my food. <laughs> Trying to win the case. Um, and then there was the client capital case. And this guy had some psychosis, right? There were some issues there. And I I don't always handle myself well in confrontational situations. And the guards hear me and this individual screaming at each other, like violently. And I throw, like, my notebook down, like, you son of a bitch. Guards come out. But I think our favorite moment was when we brought a tax attorney to the Washington Jail with us. We brought an attorney, nice guy, because this client had a tax issue. We were getting him out soon. One is bond motion, blah, blah, blah. And the tax attorney walks into the Washtenaw jail. Which, by the way, is located in Ann Arbor. Not Detroit. Mm -hmm. And he's huffing and puffing. (sighs) Like, bro, you okay? I've never been inside a facility before. (laughs) You still haven't. (laughs) My God. Don't bring tax attorneys to jails. It was a weird experience. But I digress. So in Washtenaw, the complaints were... The macaroni and cheese were not cheesy enough. eggs. Oh, the eggs eggs, were too watery. The pudding was too watery. Not enough syrup. Not enough syrup in the pancakes. Mm. The complaints in Wayne County were slightly different. Let's go to Wayne. So in Wayne County, there's two different facilities that normally happen. And in one of the facilities, They tell you, well, the attorney room's being used right now, so if you wait here three hours, we might be able to get you in. My favorite experience in Wayne County was with a nurse. I told this nurse that my client was not getting the meds he needed, and she told me to shut my mouth and get the hell out of there. That was a good time. But I think my favorite one was the bar card drama. I go visit a client, right? And I'm like George Costanza with my wallet. There's like bar cards from like different years. It's like stacked up with all sorts of sh**. So I hand the guard a bar card. This was in 2021. And I gave him the 2019-2020 bar card. So he said, this is not an active bar card. Because you are trying to lie to get into this facility, and all I'm thinking with this poor soul is, if I was going to lie to a guard, would I do it to go up to the eighth floor at the new Detroit jail? Lenawee, a little different. I don't think they like when you went bond motions in Lenawee. So we got this client in Lenawee a couple years ago, right? <laughs> and he had this crazy astronomical bond because in Lenawey, the magistrate just puts a bond number out there you don't have a chance to argue so you gotta go throw all this rigmarole so we win the bond motion we get his bond reduced at 8.30 a.m. at 1, I call the guards hey, any idea what he's getting out? no, and they hang up the phone I don't know if they're getting like extra tax credits for keeping someone there eight hours if you win a bond motion, but do not repeat. Tread lightly if you get a bond reduction runaway. It's like a hotel with charger. Yeah, it's like a hotel. Did you steal a towel? Well, I don't know. Stayed after 12, I see. <laughs> Jackson County was one of Matt's favorites. Here's the thing about Jackson County. I'm going to tell a couple stories about Jackson. Jaytown's where it all started. The dysfunction began when Scott Grable gave me a case in Jackson County in 2017. And I was, I go to the jail. It's my first jail visit in Michigan, and I'm all pumped up. And I got my notes, and I got all these files. And you walk down, you see the drunk tank. So it feels like a jail, right? So this guard comes up to me. He goes, hey, I'm going to send you to the library. Like, oh, I'm going to the library to visit my client. Let's make some magic happen. Let me talk about that library. (laughs) The library is this 4 by 4 room with a toilet in it. It's got a card table. It's got a card table. Two chairs. There's about 4,000 books in there. 3,700 of them are Bibles. And you're sitting there in this little room trying to discuss it. And like a guard's like got his ear to the door. Like, hmm. I don't know if I should talk about this privileged information with this guard here, but... It was, um, yeah, the whole library thing. What's such bull****? You're all pumped up You go to the library. You're, you're important now, right? Man, not so much. wonder how much that was fun before. Here was the thing about Jackson that got really interesting. I'm gonna tell two probation stories here, okay? The first probation story, and this is how I could rub people the wrong way. Matt and I are leaving the library the Jackson jail And we see a bunch of probationers against the wall, pissing in their urinals. One of them goes, hey, Bill! Like, oh, hey, what's going on? And Matt says, do you hang out with them? And I tell him, oh, I think that guy owes us money. Should I go discuss it right now? But the worst Jackson Jail story, and I really, I lost a friend over this one, basically. There's a female lawyer. (laughs) And Tom, we were carpooling one day. She needed a car ride. And this particular female lawyer, whose name will not be mentioned, liked to date inmates, people that were released from prison. It was her thing. She was going to save them. And this particular lawyer, she's extremely sarcastic, always talking, right? So we're driving by, the probationer's taking the piss. And I said to her, hey, which one are you buying dinner for tonight? (laughs) She starts crying. That was not good. Jackson Jail. Mm. Shiawassee's different. I think they do a good job with the Shiawassee Jail. But I mean, some of the inmates, man. Boy. Does the word coward come to mind? And I've had some pretty brutal cases in Shiawassee. This one idiot comes to mind. He was crying his eyes out. I'm being mistreated. I'm like okay what's going on Tell it to me I don't get to go to my daughter's graduation <laughs> Why are they doing this to me They're prejudicing me Why? Probably because you almost killed the girl And confessed to it and there was your DNA on there I don't think it was personal Like he would call the time And what they, this one particular prosecutor did In Shiawassee They would record The calls and send it to me Just so you know Timmy's talking about you Listen to this so I go call Timmy out. We're no longer to gather me and Timmy. But he will be back in the Shiawassee court soon. Trust me on that one. Then there was the... Uh, there was the inmate that was having sexual relations with his girlfriend on the telecom during COVID. So listen, if in the Shiawassee jail, you should not have sex... I want to record it, device. My favorite Shiawassee story though, I got this guy an amazing deal. He was doing three months instead of 30 years. And he calls me and I'm like, Hey, let's record it calls, be careful. What's going on? I just want to see who you're rooting for tonight. I'm like, what? It was a national championship game. And he told me how him and all his friends were going to watch the game. And they were so excited. And he wanted to know who my prediction was for the college game of the year. And I thought to myself, huh, these are not the same problems that inmates in Wayne are facing right now. In Wayne, you can't get up to see your clients sometimes. In Shiawassee, it was a battle over who gets the remote. Good job, Chi-Town. Chi-Town takes care of the inmates. It's almost like a minor league before I let them go to MTOC, and it's like, better enjoy that TV now, guys. <laughs> you can't afford me, you're kind of screwed right Livingston County. I had some interesting cases in Livingston County. Um, There was this one client. We used to do these visits all the time. And despite being a renowned criminal who used to brag about how tough he was, he was kind of, um, what's the word? Weak. So every time we were in... The facility, there was this blonde, and she was an employee at the jail. And I said, man, every time we're here, she's like checking me out. He told me, no, she's not checking me out. You out, she's checking me out. And it turns out, once he was released, those two developed a relationship. So I guess love can be found behind bars. Ironically, she's no longer employed there, and he's no longer living there. I think federal facilities are my favorite, though. You know, when you think fed, it's interesting, because the federal facilities, no matter, even if you're a lawyer, you cannot go there if it's not your client's day. Now, I don't know this. I'm kind of green at my first federal case, and uh, I go visit. And this guard starts screaming at me, who the hell are you? Oh, hi, I'm doing William. I'm a day. Here's my borrow card. What do you want me to do with this? <laughs> I'd like to go see Mr. Smith. <laughs> Mr. Smith's time is Wednesday, 8 30 p.m. to 9 12 a.m. Every third Saturday, you could also see if there's a lunar eclipse. I know I'm being facetious here, but seriously, you have to know their number and then check to see what day it is. And they don't provide this sh- online. I've been kicked out of more federal prisons than some of our clients been kicked out of bars. Struggles wheel. Mason's always fun. Had this client in Mason, and the guy, he called me up. His family called me like, hey, we know you're expensive. You go visit him. He's got the money for you. Please do this for us. It's on a Friday night, right? The guy says to me, well, I don't have your retainer right now, but if you give me $2,000 today, you'll get $4,000 by Thursday. He had a get-rich-quick scheme. That was a good one. Saginal. And Saginaw... When I when I got a pen here. We used to have these Grable and Associate pens. What the guard would do in Saginaw is he would rip the pen apart to look for cocaine. And I see this guard, who's like four times my size. He pops the pen. He's searching for it. He's shaking. How do I know if you got cocaine in here? Well, here's a couple things, bud. I never ran away from a fight in my life, but he wouldn't be the one I'd want to pick one with. Sky is juiced out. About four times my size, screaming looking at my pen. Canton's nice. You go to Canton on a weekend. You get six guards that come in. Very polite. <laughs> but they're like they're like feeling you up for weapons. <laughs> like, no sir, I do not have a gun down there.
0: <laughs> Buy me a drink first. <laughs>
1: I go to Canton I get it's like the airport going wrong or something it's like huh I was here yesterday without a weapon so I wear sweatpants the next day I'm like you see there's nothing that matter you get checked Macomb's fascinating and I'm uh, a so I had a client there guy fired me right I was relatively young I got him a PR bump, he's being processed, right? And he's screaming at me. You tell that prosecutor the only thing I'll do is a civil infraction up to $200. And I demand to be released today. And I'm saying, hey, listen, (laughs) we need to discuss your evidence privately. And he's screaming at me and he tells the guard, get him out of here. He won't get my civil infraction for me. And all the guy was doing was being processed for a tether. It was the only time I got fired after winning a bond motion and arraignment. That went really well for him, though. I think I had, like, eight years on the table for him, and that was only, like, 24 years worse than his, better his lawyer got for him, but on the eighth year that we'll send him, like, a nice bouquet of flowers thinking of you. Lake County. I think they think I'm Hispanic in like <laughs> I'm a dude! What are you doing here? You must be friends with Ravi! <laughs> okay, so first of all, Ravi is the one Indian lawyer out in Lake. And then the lawyer, the guard explained to me that me and Ravi are the only to be able to come to visit people in Lake. Which was funny because Lake was a three-hour trip for me. I still had to visit the person. I think one of my favorites, though, is the Huron Valley Women's Facility. Let me tell you something, guys. You walk in to the Huron Women's Prison with a suit on and a bar card, you are the most interesting man in the world. (laughs) A friend in (laughs) age. Man, I tell you, I wasn't that popular, I was hitting a home run in Little League. (laughs) Jesus (laughs) Christ. Anyway. I'm uh, meeting a client on a pro bono case. And... Make sure you have your two quarters because if you can't put your stuff in the locker, you can't come in and they don't give you change. Remember, I was really desperate. I didn't want to come back. And I said to the guard, if I give you $20, will you give me two quarters? And he says, well, no, but I'll give you a dollar bill. Doesn't help (laughs) the situation. I'm just losing 19 bucks. What they can do though on attorney visits is you can get food with the client. They have these amazing array of vending machines and we all need a $6 lousy Ham and Cheese Sandwich. They got got different varieties. They got a microwave. So I bought this inmate dinner, right? So I don't know how much food costs there. And I will tell you, um, 35 bucks goes a long way inside a women's facility. She was getting a Reese's peanut butter cups and this and that. So I'm sitting there. She's eating dinner. And I'm trying to take notes, and she was like, well, "I'm going to scoff it away." Like, listen, I know you're hungry. But I'd really like to discuss the evidence of this case. We're there for a while, and at this point, while she was impressed with my lawyering skills, I realized she just wanted to keep. Could you come back next week? <laughs> well, was like free food, right? So, I had like five dollars left on this card, and the cards at the facility are only good for that day. What i gonna do with this five bucks? So she goes, hey, give it to my friend over here. So her friend is sitting there with her family. So I said, hey, here, there's five bucks up in this card. Go get a sandwich or something. And this card comes out. What do you think? You're going to buy a drink for every woman in the room? <laughs> <laughs> they, they threatened, to kick me out for buying a woman. like giving her a $5 coupon. I swear. There was no ulterior motive. Can you imagine? Only in Huron can $5 get you that much credibility with it. <laughs> oh, and lastly, the Port Huron facility. I don't know. It's an interesting one. I got this guy local time. He was facing serious prison time. It was one of those court-appointed cases. And I'm doing a favor for the PD out there. And But, I mean, it's, it's my case. So no matter what, I'm going to put the effort in, right? So I go there and you check in, and I tell them I want to go over my client's PSI with him, and they're like, "Yeah, he's up at three o'clock today. It's only noon." Okay, well I want to review the PSI with him, but why? <laughs> He'll be over at J- and court. You can do it then. So wait, made a wait to court to review the PSI with him. No. If you give me a room, I can make him read. I've wrote two copies. So you start going through your sh**. So like, really, PSI? Is this guy sneaking in like porn magazines? I'm like, no, it's a PSI. So you go up there. You're going over to PSI with the guy. And he's really happy with this. So you go check in at the court later, right? And the judge is like, do you need to speak to your client in the hall? I'm like, no, your honor. I reviewed the PSI right ago. Whoa! Excuse me, you're quite the go-getter, aren't you? What are those lawyers doing? Do you not review this sh- for court? Oh my god! Anyway, I think the Huron women's was the best though. Yeah, the whole drink for everybody in the room.
0: Yeah the jail visit with attorney bill amadeo from mcmanus and amadeo connect with mcmanus and amadeo at mcmanus or call 800-392-7311 this is the jail visit on shiawassee radio
1: All day up in cadillac and it's like kind of roll back some memories i know today we're known as um this top-notch firm and Grable's always been known as a top-notch firm but before things took off the story was a little different and all I could do right now is equate this to like playing in the minor leagues when I started Kremlaw. what we used to do we're not going to name names no names will be named you guys hear that no names what I used to do we would travel to courts all across the state when I started with, when I started with Grable and Associates, Scott would send me everywhere. I thought it's just what people did. Eventually, local lawyers would get really pissed off if you kept showing up. And this was amazing. I learned all these different courts, right? It was really cool. traveled three hours from home and learned about all these different courts. And, hey, Christy Carey. And, uh, what I decided to do as a way to save money, which, by the way, it blew up in my face. So me and these other lawyers <clears throat> would travel over the place. We decided to get a different court-appointed list back then, and, um, we decided to just make a road trip out of this. One day I would drive, one day this lawyer would drive, one day the other lawyer would drive, and we would try to, like, you know, we're in this county, the next county, the next county, let's bag out all these cases together. And I was pretty excited about that. <clears throat> the problem is when you get talking to people on like three, four hour trips, you start to learn that you might be the normal one in the room. And I want to share some of the stories from when I was driving the Saturn View with the CD player and how one day one of the guys had Spotify and things changed and that was like cutting edge. But let's start with this. There's three of us, right? We're going at the Tawas. The Tawas was about three hours and 15 minutes away. And one of my agendas on these trips was to get the cheapest possible hotel you could. However, I was always a good tipper. And Matt would say things to be like, how did you spend $18 on the room, but $25 on the meal? And you gotta keep in mind now, I was getting really hungry at this point. When I say hungry, I was looking for cases everywhere. Things were out of control. So, when you're driving long distances with people, things get weird, right? You start letting your guard down. They let their guard down. And the one guy had Spotify before we all had Spotify, right? I mean, I live by Spotify or the Spotify version of it. I was like, holy Because what I used to do was put YouTube on my phone, plug it into the car, or I had my CD player. Now, this guy has a Spotify thing. And he tells me, you can listen to any song you want. Like, oh my god! So we're playing all this music. Trying up the tawas in the snow. And I start, this is my fault. I had these two lawyers in the car. Very weird guys. We're not friends today. But I was the one, I was friends with them back then, so let's do this whole tour in Michigan thing. And back then, I was kind of like their leader, and we were all good to go. But there's this one song that's playing, I laugh, and I'm chuckling. They go, what's up? I said, oh, well, this song reminds me of this ex-girlfriend. So every song that came up reminded me like an ex-girlfriend or a situation in Jersey. And I thought it was funny. So listen to these stories. Well, here's Champagne High. Let me tell you about that. Here's everything you want, let me tell you about that. So every song, I'm telling like this five minute story. Now, one of the things these guys would do when I was driving is they were drinking the back. As they were drinking this really cheap liquor, remember we weren't making back then, they let their guard down and they would start telling stories. So this one guy goes, can I play a song and tell you a story? Yeah, please go ahead. Let, I wanna hear what you got to say. Let me shut up. So he says, I'm gonna play a song about this girl I love and he starts crying. I'm like oh this is what's this why is this guy crying? He goes, Oh, she meant so much to me and this song's so meaningful And I'm like, Okay, um What's the song? So he goes, Do you know the band Phoenix T X? Like, oh yeah, sure, I know Phoenix TX. I know what song you're going to play. You're going to play KDW. He goes, no, 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 that's a good song. That's not the song. That was not our song. OK. So the other guy says, you're going to play All My Fault. Because, And that's a good song, but it's kind of poppy, right? It's Like, no, you guys are missing the point. Now, keep in mind, here's this guy sucking on his $6 bottle of whiskey. Drunk as hell, crying about this ex-girlfriend. So I said, what song from Phoenix TX are you going to play? And he says, threesome. What? Now threesome is a good song. But I never viewed it as a romantic song. I was telling these tales of crazy stories and he's telling me threesome, so then he's really drunk. And he starts telling me why threesome is the song he's thinking of with his ex-girlfriend you can do the math but it was pretty like why uh, that same guy he was on the prowl right he wanted to find different girls he had this idea like out of county the women were beautiful and this and that so one day we're um doing court at work and there's a mental health court program And there's this woman in there very pretty woman but she is in the mental health court (laughs) let's start with that i'm a big proponent of the mental health court any mental health court is important but you have to be careful you shouldn't date clients to begin with certainly not ones that are in the mental health court there's a lot of red flags with her so he starts rearranging his schedule around the mental health court schedule, and they end up together. That relationship did not work out. Right. Another weird thing that happened was, and get yeah, remember, we weren't making much money back then, but I always tipped well. I was always tipping well because I bartended. So what I would do is wherever we went to a hotel, no matter what hotel we went to, I would always leave $5 for housekeeping. It's just the right thing to do, right? Housekeepers gotta make their tips. So one day, me and this one guy are in a room together. I leave the $5. I go shave. I come out. and There's three ones in the five. (laughs) He stole the housekeeper's tip. And he left three ones to pocket two bucks. And, you know, this is a weird situation. Like, do you call the guy out on this? It's like... Wait, did you steal the housekeeper's tip? He's like, oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I left the five. When well, we left, I only stole three ones there. And he just changed the subject. One of the things you would do on these little trips, too, is you got, you'd got you find ways to save money, right? So you're going to split things up. Remember one day, I'm with these two lawyers. And I can't stress enough, this was like the minor leagues, Right? <laughs> travel over the place for dog sh- I tell the one guy hey I'll pay for gas you buy lunch and lunch would consist of a sandwich and a gatorade at the gas station so I felt the gas tank we're driving to our next court whatever and I'm like hey I'm really I'm getting a little hungry now What'd you get? He goes, oh, it's in the bag. Okay. In the bag was like this one thing of like jerky strips, a thing of Tic Tac, and a Gatorade bottle that he drank half out of. There's very few things you want to hear in life when you're driving. One of them is, one of them you don't want to hear is, hey, we're getting pulled over. The second thing is, hold this. Ow! As you know, I never smoked weed in my life. And it's also very clear that many lawyers have substance abuse issues. One day we're driving down the highway and we are stopped by the Michigan State Police. And the driver is freaking out. He throws this thing and goes, hold it. I don't know what it is. And I'm sitting here like, dude, I'm not holding your drugs. Cop comes up. Cop knew me, didn't know the other two. So the cop's like, well, I know Bill's not using drugs. Oh man. You know, back during the poor part of criminal, we used to like put two, three guys in a room or whatever to save money. And I had a bad snoring problem back then. Before the CPAP and getting in the gym and all that, I mean, I was out of shape and I'm snoring real bad. And I go to bed early. You know, we had like two beds and a little couch in this one like red roof in. And you now we're all, you know, watching a game, I'm gonna crash, those guys are doing their thing. We got quarter eight o'clock in the morning. Five o'clock in the morning, there's this woman standing by the bed, right? And she's pushing me and I'm like, what the hell? And she screams, you're snoring too loud, shut up! I'm like, what the hell is this? And the guy I was rooming with says, oh, that's Rosa. I met her at the bar. Oh man. One time I went to stop at a casino. I was all excited, right, about this casino. You know, and you think these lawyers, you're bonding with them. And this one lawyer, he was like fighting guests, right? He's screaming at the guests. He's pissed off. He's drunk. He's going to kick the s*** sh- out of this poor guest. I'm thinking that character witness issues coming up. But we're in an area where there's a casino. And I want to see this casino, man. I want to go play poker. I'm burned out. We're starting to make a little money at this point. And he says, no, we're not going to the casino. We can't we're on a mission. He was driving that day. So he drives like all oh, like 40 miles out of the way. And I says, what are we doing? He goes, we're going to see the world's largest ball of yarn. At this point in the game, I start realizing to myself, holy shit. Here was the problem with criminal law, guys. 2017, I didn't have s for money, right? And by 2018 and a half, we're making big money, but I don't realize it. I just keep, I'm taking cases everywhere and I'm just throwing the checks in. I'm not thinking about anything. Well, me and these guys start drifting apart because I'm getting these bigger cases. They're getting pissed off. I mean, listen, when we went on these trips, my goal was to learn every single court, to learn all these courts, have this vast amount of experience, kick ass in all these courts, make a name for myself. I just said, hey, let's strive together. It was a cost-saving endeavor. For some of them, it was a Thelma and Louise moment. You know, this was their chance to get out of the house, make a little money. And I'm sad to say, we're not friends today. We're in different circles. They're both lawyers somewhere else, and I wish them well. And if they're watching this, hey, no hard feelings, man. There's a lot of weird that I gotta tell you, on those road trips, you told me that I was the normal one. And that is concerning.
0: I'm Bill Amadeo. I approve this. Later.